Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and together Bruce and I have written 34 cookbooks. 34? Is that possible? 34 cookbooks, including vegetarian dinner parties and a book to help get any processed food out of your life. Real food has curves. And in light of that book, and in light of, oh, I don't know what, New Year's resolutions, maybe? I don't even know. We're going to be talking about upping your fat game, which I know. Is that fat? P-H-A-T? Yeah, it's a TikTok meme, man. (laughs) Upping your fat game. I can just see a bunch of teenage boys up in their fat game but we're not gonna do, do we have that? teenage boys listening to cooking with bruce and mark <laughs> absolutely not oh i wish they were um we have my mom and <laughs> i don't know maybe our dogs uh so anyway um just kidding uh so uh, we're gonna be talking about using better fats and this strikes me as a really easy way to just up your cooking game one notch right it's a very easy way because it just requires some simple substitutions and there's a reason you should be doing this we all need fat to live Certain vitamins are only fat-soluble. We need fat to cook. You can't even air fry without a little bit of fat. And if you've listened to our episodes about air frying, you know that that's true. So let's face the one fact about calories. Almost all fats have 120 of them per tablespoon. But we're going to make no health claims today, right? No health claims. I don't want to. I don't want to make health claims about what this is. I just want to make your food taste better. Well, I'm not making health claims, but calories are not about health. Calories are yeah, calories. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you're going to eat 120 calories, yeah, yeah. don't you want to eat slightly better tasting? I'm not about healthy, but better tasting. Uh, why do you not eat Snickers bars? Occasionally. Um, okay, so that's not good. But fat. I have the ones with almond butter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't say the word I want to say. They're in the freezer. You right, have sure. Um, anyway, I'm going to start. Well, we're going to start with the first one is butter. And this seems obvious butter, but um, I, I wanted to say a story about my friend Catherine, who lives in Austin. And Bruce and I travel with Catherine and her husband, Rick, a lot. Almost every year we go somewhere together. And we were in Canada last year. And, uh, well, actually, we were in Canada, which is where the Canadians live um, in Canada. And uh, we were out on Prince Edward Island, where we love more than life itself, Prince Edward Island. Anyway, and the hotel we were staying at, they had butter for breakfast, and it was unsalted butter, which is fine, but Catherine, of course, smeared it on her bread and then salted the butter on her bread because she said, I'm going to eat it, I'm going to enjoy it. Which got me to thinking, you know, a lot of people do buy inferior butter, and only for a little tick up, you can actually pick up better butter. And I don't mean you have to go way up to the crazy Scandinavian butters, right? But you can just tick up a little bit in flavor. I, I feel the finger pointing at me, Bruce, the Why? chef, when Mark says inferior butter. You can get mm-hmm. inferior butter. Because when I'm recipe testing, yes. I'm not going to buy the super expensive butter. Yes. So there's always, you know, 15 pounds of our local supermarket brand butter in the right. house. And that is what he's referring to as inferior butter. Well, because yes. it's not a hand churned, it's not artisanal. I don't even it's, need hand churned. It's not your fullest flavor. It's an industrial butter. Right. And I only buy unsalted. And there's a reason I do that too, because in cooking, and baking, I think it's important to use unsalted, and then you can add the salt yourself separately. Yeah, I even find if you're going to up your butter game, and we're talking here about eating butter, putting it on toast, putting it on a baked potato. We're putting talking it about, on a popsicle stick. Oh, oh, excellent. <laughs> putting it but anywhere you put butter. Um, Ooh. <laughs> Um, stop. Any place you put butter, we're talking about making it better um, for just gustatory purposes, just eating it. And um, I find that it's better not to buy salted butter, actually, and do what my friend Catherine did, and that is put nice, crunchy um, sea salt on top of butter if you want your butter salted on bread. I find that's better than the sometimes inferior salt that works in butter. But 
really honestly, spend a dollar more for butter. Keep the good stuff in chunks in the freezer and pull them out a little bit of time and use them. And it, it, it ups your satiety. It ups how much you feel sated at what you eat. Yeah, we have friends who cook for us all the time and they know that Mark um, gets crappy butter in our house. So whenever we're there, they always like bring out, deprived. they always bring out the Irish butter or oh, the English butter oh, for him. That's the good stuff. Because they know that I'm buying the crappy butter. Okay. It, yeah, so, it's true. So you can so, up your butter. It'll make you feel better about eating it. It's a simple little thing to do. And if you're going to spend the calories on it, spend the calories well. Okay. So we're going to move to the second one, which is the other American favorite. If we're butter on one side, then the we're other side oil. is olive oil. Yeah, olive oil on the other. So and there are. So let me say when. Wait, wait. Let me just say one thing, and then you can launch into your explanation. But olive oil is tricky, right? Well, this is what I was going to say. It's very tricky. There are so many different kinds of olive oil. Labeling is kind of meaningless in this country. There's nobody. True. supervising it there's no nope. one there's no standards nope. um so you're going to see labels that say virgin extra virgin cold press that's called what we call that's called window dressing it, it is so you got to do a little research and just find you know go to epicurious and go to food and wine and see when they've done olive oil tastings and look at the research and see which olive oils really are truly cold pressed and extra virgin um, there's and a, which aren't just some cold press with a bunch of inferior yeah. grade oil yeah. mixed into and it. And the, the difference is inferior grade oil is going to be bland and not have a good flavor. Good olive oil, really good olive oil can range from sweet and buttery to sharp and peppery. It could taste right. a little like cheese. Um, there's so many flavors that can go on. And if you're eating a bland, boring olive oil, either because it's mislabeled and it's fake or just because it's crappy olive oil, um, you're not getting the most flavor you can out of it. There are so many olive oils in California that I like. I don't have to spend a fortune to get good Italian yeah, olive I oil. Yeah, I think this is where, let me just say, let me jump in and say that I think it's really important to realize that the most expensive olive oil is not the best olive oil necessarily. No. It might be worth it but you don't we're not talking about buying it would be great to buy a 50 dollars bottle of olive oil sure that would be great at some fancy high-end cooking store but you can just spend a few more bucks per what pint liter whatever mm -hmm. you can spend a few more bucks and you can truly elevate your cooking game and just like mark was saying that you're upping your butter not for throwing in a skillet but for the butter you put on bread and eat right the same thing is with the olive oil you can keep you know the less expensive olive oil next to your stove for sauteing and frying but we're talking about upping the olive oil game for dipping bread in for drizzling on a piece of grilled fish right olive oil that you're going to eat raw or at but room temperature. I want to add a caveat to that. And that is that I will say that in a big old beef stew, in a big pot of beef stew, if you use inferior grade, supermarket grade butter, or you use really high end butter, I honestly, maybe there are some super tasters out there that can tell. I cannot tell the difference. No. But in a skillet saute of olive oil, I can tell the difference. If you use a crappy olive oil and you use a good olive oil. Now, again, I would never use a $60 bottle in a skillet. I'd kill you. Yeah, no, nobody does that. But still, I can tell when the olive oil is of inferior quality in a 
pants saute. Somehow, my point is, olive oil seems to make a bigger difference than butter does when it's just run-of-the-mill cooking. Right. So let's just a quick little rundown of what those words should mean. Extra virgin just means it's cold-pressed olives. It's not been processed. Um, virgin means mm. that it's been a, maybe a second pressing. Mm. If it just says pure olive oil, it's the dregs. I love that virgins have a second pressing. <laughs> if you get pumice oil, that's, oh, that's really mm. the dregs. Mm. You, so, yes, you want to look at bottles that say extra virgin or first cold pressed, and you could start there. Um, they're not always going to be labeled honestly in this country, yeah. but... That's a good place to start. Uh, I think that it's important to realize that labeling in this country is difficult with olive oil. You can do a little, a five-minute online research of better olive oils. will take you to places that, you know, we don't want to actually name a brand, but will take you to great brands that you can pick up in your supermarket. Listen, Bruce buys giant tins of olive oil. Giant. We go through tons of olive oil. And he buys giant tins of the stuff. And it's not, he's not spending $300 a tin. No, and in fact, I've been going out to this middle. Eastern market in West Hartford and I get these three liter glass bottles yep. of this Lebanese olive oil and it's delicious it's not so great just for dipping in bread but it's perfectly delicious for cooking with yep. and believe it or not I get that for $22 which is almost unheard for of three liters. for three liters it's a great deal but it took me a lot of tasting and trying to before I actually found this great resource right Okay, so up your game with your butter just a bit. Up your game with your olive oil. And then I want to introduce something that's maybe not upping your game, but that you should consider. And you should consider cooking or using nut oils. And a lot of people don't use them because, A, they are super expensive. They can be pricey. Oh, my gosh, they're so pricey. And uh, pecan oil is out the roof. Mm -hmm. Hazelnut oil is out the roof. Um, Walnut oil is less expensive. Almond oil is probably the most affordable. Almond oil. But I mean, peanut oil, of course, we all know we can get right. in the supermarket. And but that's not but technically a it's nut. It's not technically a nut, but it's, it's, it's delicious. Okay, but I'm speaking of true nut yeah. oils, pecan oil, walnut oil, etc. These are really great things. And there's two things you should know. One, that nut oil that you get should not be palely colored. Because if it's palely colored, it means that nuts weren't first toasted, which means they're not going to be at the top of their flavor game when they're pressed. That is one problem. And two, mostly uh, light, very light colored oils, except for almond oil, which is naturally light, even when the almonds are toasted. Most light colored oils are going to be inferior in taste. Look for nut oils that are in sealed cans to keep the sunlight away from the oil. These uh, these oils go rancid quick. They go rancid really quick. quick. So in fact, when I buy them in the supermarket, I will often... (laughs) believe it or not, open them up right outside the door oh, of the supermarket and smell them. Person. Because I have bought them, gotten them home, and they were already rancid. So this way, if I'm there, I can just turn around well, and go back and get my money back. Ran- they didn't go rancid on the way home. No, but they were already rancid when I bought them. They don't move very quickly off store shelves. Now, no. again, pecan oil is grotesque and expensive. Very expensive, yeah. But these are, how would we use these oils? So those are not for cooking. These are no. not for cooking. These are absolutely for drizzling on top of a pizza that comes out of the oven. Or you could just dress some arugula salad with a little pecan oil and a squeeze of fresh lemon juice. Although I will tell you that if you make brownies and you like nuts like I do, like I like nuts and everything, if you make brownies and you were to substitute half the butter in your brownie mix with olive oil, I mean, I keep saying that, don't I? Mm. Not olive oil, with nut oil, with walnut oil or pecan oil, those brownies would be the bomb. They would be delicious. They would be expensive brownies. They would be expensive. Here's a good tip. I have found that the 
Um, some of the high-end nut oil makers sell much more cheaply on, oh God, the big Satan, Amazon. And if you go out to Amazon, you can often find sales for three cans at a time. And I sometimes get three cans of walnut oil for Bruce for, oh, 12, 15 bucks, really cheaply. And not just to promote Amazon, but if you go to places like Williams-Sonoma often puts a lot of their food stuff on sale. Yeah. So go to their website, look at their sale thing, yeah. and you'll often find these really good nut oils and olive Olive oils marked down, and then you could find discount coupons online, and you could get some really cheaply. Yeah, I mean, a good nut oil should smell like the toasted nut, and they are just amazing in baked goods. Oh my god, it, I can't even explain to you what a pound cake made with pecan oil is like. Now, one thing, let me just say when you buy nut oil, store it in the refrigerator yeah. because it will go rancid if you don't, and it'll go solid in your refrigerator. So, when you're going to use it, you're going to have to take it out, run it under hot water, yeah, or take it out the night before and let it sit on your counter. Mm. But, and they do go rancid even in the fridge, they go rancid quickly, but not as fast. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Okay, so so butter, olive oil, nut oil, and now we're on the last now one. Now we're going to talk about, believe it or not, you can up your game even using solid vegetable shortening. You can. You can. Everybody knows about Crisco, and it's that horrible tub. What your grandmother of, use? Oh, spry? my mother's Spry. My spry. grandmother, her recipe is called for Spry. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, there's <laughs> <laughs> that blast from the past. Um, but there are... Like Earth Balance makes a solid vegetable shortening mm. that's in the refrigerated section. Yep. They claim it's not hydrogenated, but chemically you have to have a little bit of hydrogenation to get it solid. But the point is you could substitute that one for one for Crisco and it is better tasting. Mm. Um, mm. I'm, I actually don't know that it gives you a better texture. I like the, the texture of using just Crisco in my crusts than using right. like Earth Balance because... Like uh, butter, Earth Balance has a little liquid in it, not I, just fat. I don't. I I have to tell you that I when it, we have it, I use the the Earth Balance shortening in crust. I'm the big pie crust maker, it, yeah. and um, I find it really good. I don't use the butter flavored stuff, and I don't use the olive oil expeller press no, shortening. No, I no. just use the plain old vegetable oil shortening, and um, it's got it's got a better polyunsaturate signature on it. It's a little better for your health, I think. And um, as long as you have it very, very cold, yeah. cold, 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 and I mean cold, and I mean you take it out of the refrigerator the second before you need it, I find it's fine for crusts. I also want to add to this category of solid vegetable shortening coconut oil. Oh, yeah? Because yeah. at room temperature, coconut oil is solid. It is yeah. a vegetable shortening. Yeah. Um, it Although is, lately I've seen it liquidy. And it's liquidy because they process it to make it liquidy. So I was it's easy say, to measure. What is that? You, I actually, I bought from that horrible online seller a giant <laughs> five gallon. <laughs> I'm pail. sorry, I just have to interrupt and say, if you don't know, authors don't necessarily like that thing in Seattle, that giant <laughs> octopus that's strangling us all one book at a time. So that's who but he's referring from to. them. I bought a five gallon pail of coconut oil, and it's a solid coconut shortening, and I dig it out with an ice cream scoop to measure it to weigh it when i need it and i love that that is my favorite solid vegetable shortening so if you're going to up your cooking game just think about upping your fat just a little for both for better flavor and for better satiety for better satisfaction in your own baked goods it's a small 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 renovation you can make and listen you don't have to jump up to the ex extra x lux 
level, the deluxe lux level, you can just go up one little notch and I think you'll find things are much better. So subscribe to this podcast, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, wherever you get your podcasts and rate us because that's really important and it really helps us if you subscribe and rate us. And connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook and Twitter under our names, Mark Scarborough and Bruce Weinstein. And we're on Instagram under Mark Scarborough or Bruce A. Weinstein. In any event, connect with us on any social media platform. We'd be glad to chat and we'll see you next time on Cooking with Bruce and Mark.